I'm Haley from Gallifrey Public Radio, a Doctor Who fandom podcast and part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Lovely people in internet land, and welcome to episode 93 of Game Life Balance Australia. I'm your host, Robert Bailey, and I'm joined, as always, by a cartoon pig with a shirt and no pants, Andrew A.C. Yoshimura. Just call me Randy Pig. <laughs> oh, and he's little Randy. We call him Ran Ran. Oh, dear. <laughs> yes. Bend over and think of porkies. <laughs> you won't find this cartoon pig on, uh, on ABC Kids. <laughs> On Channel no, 22. No, I, but you might find him on SBS. SBS <laughs> right. Viceland. That's right. Yes. Yes, Viceland I, indeed. I like to think little Ran Ran also wears a tiny shirt with no pants. Oh dear. He also makes a little squeaking sound. Squeak, squeak. But you've got to squeeze him just right. I don't, I don't like where this has gone. I'm sorry. If I'm sorry for starting this. Hey, Rob. Yes. Squeeze the piggy. Squeeze, 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 squeeze. I don't want to. I don't want to squeeze your piggy. <laughs> Well, this one's somewhere disturbing very fast. Please stop asking me. (laughs) I've only been asking every day for the past 25 years. (laughs) One day I'll cave, perhaps. 25 years. It's got to be longer than that. How long have I actually known you? Um, Oh, gosh. It's 30 years, isn't it? 1989. Yeah, it's 30 years. God, that's weird. 30 years. It's our 30-year friendiversary. Does that mean we're like in a diamond anniversary or something? (laughs) Should I, buy yeah. you a bu- yeah. Should I buy you a piece of wood? <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. It's, it's a leather anniversary. I don't know. What, yeah. what is the 30th anniversary? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I know there's like... One of them is, is definitely... There's definitely a gold anniversary. Right? Yeah. There's definitely yeah. a gold. I want to say there's a ruby one. My only experience with this is like the Queen's Jubilees. Yeah. You know? um, okay. So I think 30 mm-hmm. is pearl. Oh, okay. Pearls are the traditional 30 year anniversary gift. I'll just whip you up a pearl necklace if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> with clams and oysters from the ocean that I <laughs> cultivate. Oh, well, I thought you were going somewhere completely different with that. No. No, with, uh, course with, not. with Run Run. I know, I know nothing about such matters. I'm an innocent boy. <laughs> I'm just a poor boy. Nobody loves me. <laughs> well, you, he's just a poor boy. No, nobody loves him. From a poor family. Look, spare him his life from this monstrosity called Game Life Balance Australia. <laughs> it is a bit of a monstrosity. As you know what I call it? I call it an unstoppable behemoth. <laughs> behemoth? There we go. Behemoth. A behemoth. But it's, well, I, I, it's kind of more like behemoth. a juggernaut that like nobody <laughs> wants to get in the way of. It just keeps going off in, into the distance. <laughs> but it doesn't crash into anything. It just keeps going. Away, far, far away. Mm-hmm. And far, far away is the topic of today's game. That's right. It's the it's the game by advanced game based on far far away. Is it really? No. I really um, wish there were. If there was a game, if there was a that was was that the duck movie? I don't. I don't know. No, it was that far from. I I don't know. There's some sort of duck movie I where s- someone builds a like a. Did a I just make aircraft. that movie up? I swear, there's a movie called Far Far Away. There probably is. It's probably nothing to do with ducks or simplistic flying machines. It just sounds like it ought to be. It 
I'm sure there's got to be a movie called Far Far. There's Away. a song called Far Far Away. Uh, I'm sure it sucks. By a band called Slade, with a D E. Mm, that sounds like a, an American metal band that really wishes it was a better American metal band. Okay, I definitely made that up. There is no movie called Far Far Away. Okay, all right. Well, I wonder what the duck movie I'm thinking of is. <laughs> we shall never know because I won't look it up. What a ship duck. What a ship duck. <laughs> that was a bad joke. It's just a bunch of ducks that get poisoned. They all die. Far and away. Far and away. What is far? And, is that? Does that have ducks oh, in it? Oh no, it has Tom Cruise. He's kind of duck-like. He's kind of duck He's small with a lot of feathers. He likes to eat bread. and No, he doesn't like to eat bread. It makes his tummy sore. You've got to give him seeds. He's, yeah. Well, much like a duck. Much like a duck, yes. Yeah. I've seen him in water before. And much like a duck. Ducks are also gullible and vulnerable to Scientology. <laughs> if, there is, if there is any waterfowl... They're highly suggestible. ...that I would recommend Scientology to, it would definitely be yeah. the duck. Yeah, one day I was walking through the park and this duck... Came up to me with this Dianetics pamphlet. Yeah. IQ test. And then I shot it with a shotgun and its beak span around comically. And then it was facing the wrong way. But the joke was on you because the sign said rabbit season. That's right. Little did I know. Maria is now showing us. All right. So uh, far, far away. 19. uh, No, sorry. 2017. George Lucas and his producer Gary. Oh. Greenlight their new space film. Okay, interesting. Far, far away is a, uh, a Star Wars, an upcoming science fiction film of some sort. Uh, it's about George Lucas making Star Wars, oh. perhaps, or I don't know. Okay. See, we're getting off topic, and you know, that's kind of <laughs> what we do. But there was this great fan fan film that was made about, <clears throat> or it was more like a comedy sketch about how George Lucas was kidnapped, mm-hmm. and an, an older, fatter George Lucas took his place and did all the terrible prequels. <laughs> <laughs> and then he came back like Kill Bill style after Revenge mm-hmm. and it was really cool and I thought wow that is like I just know that there are <laughs> Star Wars fans out there like mm. honestly believe that something akin to this happened <laughs> like some well, other guy took over George George yeah. Lucas's life and has the other one in an iron mask in a cave or something the truth is too terrible to consider I suppose some, but some sort of banther is that is a banther a thing I think a banther is a thing okay. yes you uh, can do I ban- live in caves I think you can be bantha fodder because that's what that's something that's that's a something that that Jabba the Hutt calls Luke I think uh, at some point what's, what's, you're gonna be bantha fodder what's the what's the cookie monster guy from the, the start of um <laughs> From the start of Empire, who loses an arm. Cookie Monster guy. You know, oh, he's oh, like a oh, white guy oh, going... Oh, rum, oh, rum, yeah. rum. What's that guy called? Oh, I used to know this. It's not a Tauntaun. No, no. Tauntaun is the things they ride. Yeah. This... Uh, and eventually shelter inside. It's... Uh, uh, Sexually. I used to know this. That's it's not a bad It's the Yeti answer. thing. Yeah, it's the Yeti thing. Yeah, yeah, it's the Yeti thing. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. It's irrelevant. Anyway, speaking of small <laughs> monsters that are not actually small, but this that one is not small, but the ones we're talking about are small, <laughs> is... Smooth. <laughs> this is our best transition yet. <laughs> Segway. You could not get a better Segway unless I rode here on a literal Segway <laughs> and threw water balloons at you. That'd be because awesome. we are talking about the latest bubble bubble game Bubble Bubble for Friends. This game came out very recently, didn't it? Yep, within the last two weeks since yeah. we last did this podcast. Uh-huh. This might be the most current game we've ever done. Ever. I think it is, and it's 
It's hot. It's piping hot. It is piping off the hot. presses. And for more ways than one, because it hasn't even come out in other territories yet. Mm. In fact, so far, Bubble Bubble for Friends, um, published by Taito, and as far as we can figure out, developed by Taito as That's, well. Yes, maybe? there's not much info out there. Actually, there's really but- not a lot there. Um, mm-hmm. It came out in November. 2019 so mm-hmm. this very month yes that if well i mean it might be the, the the last month after rob actually gets this episode out but it has only been released so far in europe australia and possibly a few sectors of asia mm. and so far it's a switch exclusive yeah so look i heard that there was a new bubble bubble game i saw the trailer and i went new bubble bubble new levels i haven't rehashed the entire thing they didn't give the the old game a new coat of paint it looks like they're trying something new mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i went and spent 60 bucks to get a brand new spanking australian 60 dollars mm-hmm. on this brand spanking new digital only game there is going to be a physical lease release by uh, one of those limited run or you know particular run or mm. sometimes run video game companies whatever they they're, they're okay. called but there's not going to be it's not going to be on store shelves like forever not as far as i know mm. Uh, mm. i mean it might be if it's popular enough but we'll get into that a little bit later <laughs> uh, so the game is basically bubble bubble uh, you can play as one of the f- you know one of four characters. Yeah. Uh, but we have always been Bob and Bob. That's right. The Green Dragon and the Blue Dragon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. respectively. So you go around these levels and you blow bubbles. You entrap your enemies. You use the spikes on your back and head to pop them. Mm-hmm. You can force the bubbles into different areas. And if you don't know what Bubble Bubble is by now, you mm. just Watch a YouTube video on it. I think <laughs> it's a, bit of a classic right. arcade game. Yeah. yeah, it's still a platform where you blow bubbles and you catch your enemies in the bubbles and you jump on the bubbles and they pop and and then you. Uh, it is yeah. my all-time second favorite game and my mm-hmm. all-time um, number one two-player game. Yeah, it's very up there for me as well. I have to say. And it's, we talked about yeah. Bubble Symphony fairly recently, like within the past ten episodes, I do believe. Yeah, it was. that's right. So you can go back to that if you want to hear us sort of talk more about the wax, Bubble Bubble lineage. Yes, yeah, wa- so, wax lyrical about. Yeah, Bubble Bubble. we certainly have a lot of passion for this franchise. So we came, well, especially you came to this game with a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, hope in my heart. Yeah, and a lot of stuff, like a lot of experience with the franchise, and a lot of kind of expectations or like yeah. ideas about what you might find and. Because the the, yeah. the kind of uh, coat of paint that they gave the franchise was kind of a neon, not overly complicated look, but certainly 1080p, mm. almost akin to maybe the Pac-Man Championship style. There was a there was mm. a bit of neon color in there, and you know, yeah. there was faster moving enemies. So I kind of had hopes. I kind of hoped that they. Taito had given it this sort of treatment. Mm, mm. But I was a bit let down. Yeah, Personally, okay. I was. Mm. Um, this game has actually been getting pretty good reviews from Australian and European bases so far. Yes. Part of me thinks that they're just super happy that they get something before, like, <laughs> America does for a change, because yeah. it doesn't happen very often, but... I have to wonder whether also these are reviews from people who aren't as familiar with the original games as us. And that could be possible yeah. as well. So why don't, why don't you t- kind of walk us through... Like what? Well, where would you like me to start? Really? Okay. Well, how about just the level design? Sure. Okay. So in the original game, the levels are really simple, and it's basically just 
platforms really and sometimes they would they would they would spell out words or they would have like a fun design like it would look like something like mm. i don't know like a piece of toast or something i don't or a frying pan and things like that yeah um and they'd have different colors it was very basic there was something fun about the way the old game kind of played around with these basic blocks to make little shapes and, and, and fun things. And you could interact with all of these blocks. Kind of reminds me of things like, you know, Pushmo has that kind of thing where it's like blocky art yeah. or like pixel art kind of stuff. And the game played with that in the level design. Um, this game doesn't... Like, it it has the similar design in the sense that it's very simple. It's just platforms on a screen that you hop around on and... You know that some of them are symmetrical and some of them aren't, but yeah, it doesn't seem to have that same creativity and the level design that you saw in the original game. Like that fun, like that sense that people are playing around and just having a laugh with making like some unique and interesting looking levels. The levels in this in in Bubble Bobble for Friends seem a bit like lackluster, just a little bit less inspired, I guess. Yeah, yeah and they do still use the same sort of uh, blocks. They have yeah. big blocks, small blocks, but there is no curved surface. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because when you get into later levels in the game, there is kind of like a spiral mm. sort of one that you have to kind of make your way through the inside of. Mm. But they're all just kind of blocks. There's no curved surfaces. Yeah. And I think that, although it kind of goes against the spirit of the original level design, mm. I honestly think that would have helped here. Like a missed opportunity. Yeah. Like, you know, change the formula up a little bit. Mm. Because there are some, like, cool designs in the background. Yeah, that's the funny thing, is that the background... Here's is a weird thing. So, the, the the platforms that you can jump on in, are in the foreground, and, and they are, like, these neon cubes that yeah. look like kind of vector graphics-y. It's trying to look like vector graphics or something. They yeah. glow a bit. And I'm going to jump on those, um, like wireframe things. And then the actual background of the game will look, often looks like the original game or has elements from the original sort of bubble yeah. bubble game, including like blocky looking things that you, it looks like you can jump on them. And, mm. and I had this experience playing it where I, I got confused thinking I could jump on those things that were actually in the background. And so that, that hasn't happened to me for a very long time, that sense of confusion about what can I jump on and what yeah. can't I? Like, I think the last time I had that feeling was probably playing like a 16-bit era game in like the mid 90s it's been a long time since i've been like what can i jump on and what can't i so that was a weird moment of like did they really screw it up this bad kind of thing it just it just seemed like they didn't think it through properly i think Um, that they they did it on purpose but it's almost like they didn't want their art to interfere with the you know the pixel art to actually interfere with the level which is weird because, mm. like, they, it's not all just wireframe blocks. They do actually have, like, normal... There are some normal-looking blocks, too. Normal-looking blocks. true, yes. But the, the wireframe ones that Rob's talking about, you can kind of move through as well. You can kind of pass yes, underneath that's right. them. Those are the ones that behave like most of the levels in original Bubble Bubble, where the platforms... Most of the p- platforms in the original Bubble Bubble, you could, you can, you could move through yeah, in that way. jump through and then land yeah. on top of. yeah. Um, and the enemy design is pretty basic. So I, I will actually go through the... The plot. Mm. I won't give away the ending, but you know, whatever. Uh, basically, you are uh, a children, a child's toy, like a soft toy, and there, are, there's like Bub, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing if you play it with like lots of different players, maybe all of them are there. But in the one I played, it was just Bub mm-hmm. and the wizard guy, who's like a little stuffed toy wizard mm-hmm. who looks kind of like Kamek from uh, from. What do you call it? Uh, Super Mario Brothers, the, the yeah. magic guy, yeah. Magic Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think his name's Kamek anyway. Mm. And 
uh, you know, he's jealous of you or doesn't like you. And then he starts like messing with all these toys. And so basically you go around this sleeping kid's bedroom through mm. all of the different toys and each world you go to is kind of like a different section of the room. Like you're on the bookshelf and then you're like mm, in the, the, yeah. the planetary mobile above. And then you're in like the, the Lego esque playset. Yeah. But through all of these levels, the bosses don't really change. There's like kind of four basic, like bouncing, higher bouncing, shooting and like moving back and forth and like a completely stationary one. Yeah. That, that's it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. Like that conceit of like the kid's bedroom, it's kind of fun. Like, I mean, they don't really do much with it, though. No. And it does, like, those those backgrounds are, you know, like, again, it sort of adds that, that visual confusion a bit for me about what I can and can't jump on and things like that. It's like they but, had um, some good concepts, but they just never... Yeah. It's like they ran out of money or time. It's like, mm. we have these four enemies for the first four worlds. And the, and the first, like, mm. ten well, like, mm. the, the first ten levels, I didn't have, a, like, a big problem with. I thought, this is a good introduction. Mm. You have all the enemies, or most of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can get special powers. Yeah. Like, you could blow a lightning bubble. Yeah, that's true. We should talk about that a little bit. Mm. You get these special powers. You can select a special bubble at the start of the game. Mm. Like, I had a long-range bubble. And you can press the bumper. You have like limited shots, mm. and you can use. You've got this limited sort of supply of these special bubbles that you can use. And yeah, like this long range bubble, you can kind of snipe <laughs> snipe enemies out from a long, long way away with this long range bubble. But there was like yeah, lightning one you said, and there's uh, like a yeah, few there's like a, a bomb bubble. Yeah, and you can move faster and like blow quicker bubbles as well. Mm-hmm. If you in the original game, if you got you got extend, then you'd get an extra life and move on to the next level. Yes. Um, and in some versions of the game, you get like a little bonus level as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this game. <laughs> If you get extend and you beat the boss, yeah, uh, then you get like the maximum amount of powers, like you know, ten shots per level or something uh, like that. Okay, okay. Uh, it's pretty difficult to get those extends because there's like one letter per level, and you need to get it before it pops. And you're usually just too busy, like you know, timing enemies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So look. I think my one of my main complaints about this game is that it's just so limited in terms of enemy design and level design. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's true. It does seem a bit flat and uninspired. Like, I think the the original game for its time was, like, very creative and, like, really, mm. like, doing a lot of really interesting things other games weren't doing and had a lot of variety. And, and this game in 2019 doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel vibrant in the same way. So I think, well, that, that's the sense I got. Is no. it, it didn't feel quite as exciting. And, you know, and it's, yeah. if you have to fill out a hundred levels, yeah. um, you know, that's when people got creative. That's mm. when the people spelled out their names or the yeah. developer or said popcorn and had like a kind of a, a frying pan where you pop fire bubbles into it and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and those are the kind of things that they could get away with because they had to fill a hundred levels. Mm-hmm. This game, any anything that's spelt out is always in the background. Yes, not very fun to interact with, and um, there are only fifty levels to this game. Yeah, and that's a lot less than the original game. Half as less. Yeah, and if yeah. you beat the final boss, mm. you go right back to the start and you've activated hard mode. So you can go to hard okay. mode, all and right. it's just all of the fifth, same fifty levels all over again. Okay, just with slightly faster enemies and more of them. Well, that's kind of like what I understand the arcade game. A bubble bubble was like that. There was this like super bubble bubble mode that you could unlock when you beat the game. Yeah, but you got a f- hundred levels out of that. Yeah, first. so it's still not. It's still not. It's still like much less of a value proposition, at least just in terms of the number of yeah. levels that there are in the game. So, 
And you, you paid sixty dollars. Let's not forget, you paid sixty bucks for sixty this. bucks is a lot of money, <clears throat> a lot of money to for pay. fifty levels. Mm. Um, I will say there is one good thing about this mm. is that in the background you kind of see these little white um, dots kind of yes, floating around. This is a new mechanic they added to the game, um, yeah. which is where you can see the wind pattern. Mm-hmm. So if you if you blow a bubble, you know it's how it's going to mm. behave. Mm. Mm. In the original bubble, in the original bubble bubble, you would blow a bubble. And you'd have to wait to see where it went and what what like kind of the background physics would do to it. Yeah, you, it's a, see. you could learn from watching the bubbles what yeah. where, what the current was, but you couldn't just tell from looking. But in this game, you can just look at the screen and go, okay, well, if I blow the bubble here, it'll yeah. float up this way and move this way. Yeah, so it's a, it's a nice little conceit, yeah. uh, you know. That's a good. I mean, let's talk about some. Of the, what are the, let's list off the things that make it different to the first game. I mean, apart from the graphics, just the way um, it looks. Like there's there, the, there's the there are just one. Every level is one screen, but they yeah. can shrink and grow. Yes. So there are some pretty big levels, and your your character sprite is quite tiny. So it can be much bigger levels than the original game. Yeah, but um, they're never caught more complicated. There's one they're thing... Uh, always just, like, mostly empty space where you have to jump on bubbles for, like, a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Those extra, extra big levels, yeah. In the original game, you have to jump on a bubble... Um, by holding down the button. On this one, you kind of automatically just kind of bounce on it a little bit. And yeah. Then if you hold the button down, you bounce higher. Yeah, so it's it's taking away the effort you had to do. In the original game, you had to kind of, like, learn how to do this almost like a trick of jumping on the bubbles. Yeah. And, like, there are the first few levels of the game, you could, like, maybe the first 20 levels you could beat without knowing that trick. Yeah. But then it gets to a point where the game kind of demands that you have to learn how to do this. Yeah. And from level 60 onward, yeah, I think it's pretty it, much mandatory. Um. And I, I kind of, this is a bit of a silly analogy, but it kind of reminds me of like rocket jumping in like Quake or, or Half-Life. It's like a trick that you can learn, hmm. except that in, 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 in Bubble Bobble, it's like very much you, you're meant to learn it. Whereas I think rocket jumping was kind of like a, like a, like a messed up thing people learned they could do. Yeah, of I kind engine. of wonder if that was ever intentional or yeah. not. I, I just don't think it was. I don't think, I don't think so. Maybe not init- initially anyway. But um, hmm. anyway, the game makes it a little bit easier to do that bubble jumping by just automatically letting you bounce on the top of a bubble. Um, and then you have to hit jump to go higher. So, yeah, I mean, that's a nice little... That's like a quality of life thing, I think. I don't yeah. think... I don't think that's something to complain about. I mean, it took me a little while to get used to because I was used to just jumping on the bubbles and popping them if I didn't, you know, just by letting go of the controls, essentially, you just pop the bubble in the original game. But in this one, I had to hold down and, like, kind of really force the bubble to pop yeah. to make it happen. And it's a minor thing, really. Um, I think another thing worth mentioning is the... Um, well, this is a big one, is the uh, the points thing, AC. Maybe you want to describe this. Because um, so in the original game... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe go from there... Well, the original game was you had you didn't have to act um, cooperatively, but in a lot of levels, especially the later levels from seventy five onwards, it mm. really helps if you work together. Yes, level ninety nine is one of the hardest levels if you don't have someone else. It's doable, <clears throat> I think, just yeah. maybe, and you kind of got to get lucky. Mm. But mm. you really, it's really best to have someone in the Master System version. You need both dragons there to finish the game properly. That's right, as well. Yeah. Um, this one though, there is no competition. So as well as in the original arcade game, you were helping each other. You could actually get points. Yeah. Nab the points. Nab all of the fruit that falls down yeah. from the sky. Yeah. Get it. And there's this great trick where you can blow bubbles against the wall and mm. get 10 points every time you do it. That's right. So if you've got all the fruit or you're out of range of the fruit, you just go to the 
go to the wall and just keep blowing bubbles and you'd get 10 you'd points. you get points because like there were, you, had, you had a point score, player one has a point score and player two has a point score yeah. and you're kind of competing with each other to get a, the better score and you get lives, like yeah. in a certain like 100,000 points or something, you get an extra life. Yeah. So there's an incentive there to get heaps of points and steal the other person's fruit and get more points than them. And sometimes a big piece of fruit would drop and oh man, oh man. Yeah, the race is on to get the big piece of fruit. You got it before your friend did. Or the crown or some other like, oh, you know, like, yeah. like a, a glorious gem or something, you know. And sometimes um, you'd, you'd get a particular yeah. item that would fill the, the water, sorry, fill the level with water and then all, all the enemies would freeze or everything, mm-hmm. all the enemies would die and would they would turn into like fruit all over the level and mm. it was a competition to get to see how much yeah. you could get before yeah. the other person did that's right and i think that competitive element of the game was so such a big part of why the yeah. first the original game was so fun yeah um because you weren't yes you're working together but you're also kind of working against each other as well which was a time. fun arcade gimmick yeah it was fun there is no competition in this mm. all of the points all of those big massive fruit bowls that you get mm. and it's only fruit there's no like kind of margaritas or mcdonald's fries or anything like that (laughs) which you totally could get in the original one yeah i think i had upside down golden arches on the fries yeah yeah. it's a mcdonald's yeah that's right and they don't have that here all your points are are shared your lives are shared yeah there's no competition and i know it's for friends but Mm. that basically means that four people can play yeah you know it would have been great to have more of a competition there Mm. Mm. that just doesn't really exist yeah i think that's a real shame like just having that one because what happens is you just have one big point score and yeah. all your points go into the same bucket and you don't care yeah which means you just don't like a big piece of fruit falls and i don't care like you can have it I don't know, I don't yeah care. like it, it doesn't matter whereas in the original game it was really fun to race for the fruit because and this is this is, sounds like small things but this is what contributes to making the game fun like yeah. there's a timer like once you've killed all the enemies in the original game and in this game too you've got this limited amount of time to get the pick up all the points and stuff in the level before you move to the next level and that was like this little race you're like okay right you know we've killed all the enemies it's dropped a whole bunch of items for us to pick up the race is on but there's no race in in bubble bubble for friends because all the points go into the same bucket and Mm. and your lives are shared as well so there's no reason to like hustle for extra points to get more lives and or anything like that you know and there, so there used to be ghost dragons mm. as well. Like, if you took too long in a level, mm-hmm. um, like two little white, white ghosties would show up and hunt mm. you down until you died, and they could just move through the level and they'd, they'd stop and kind of like, you know, kind of not make a direct beeline, but kind of like, <clears> kind of randomly go around. The closer they got, yeah. the more that you know that they were going to hit you. That's right. Uh, I don't think these exist in this game, or at least. You haven't seen that? No. Mm. And the mm. thing is, like. I played this game all the way through by myself. Took me two and a half hours. Mm. So a sixty dollar game by myself, yeah. not without any friends or any help. Wow! Just played through the first fifty levels, two and a half hours, and that's it. And you've seen the game. Like yeah. you can, you can have a harder challenge if you want. Mm. And I'm not saying you can't. And I played through some of those levels, and they were a bit harder. Mm. Mm. But I'd seen everything. Yeah, you know, <sighs> it's it's a. You have to remember that, like, like most. Okay, I haven't looked into other options for buying Bubble Bobble to play it in other systems, like modern consoles or on Steam. I'm not sure. But what I do know is that, like, generally speaking, a retro game like that, like, just to get a port on your modern console or PC, anything more than 20 bucks would be, like, a ripoff. Yeah. You know? And you'd probably want it to be, like, 10, you know? Um, and, or, or less, really when you think about the fact that you could just go and pirate it if you really wanted to so they, yeah. you know they have to make it cheap and to pay 60 dollars 
even yes, it's a, it's a modern game. It's it's got new gra- yeah, It's yeah, completely. It new is. Graphics. It is. You know, all the yeah. level design is new. Yeah. I will say that. It just doesn't I'm not seem saying it's great. I'm saying it is original. Yeah, I think we come at this from this perspective of people who have access to the old game and can play it whenever we want. Like, mm. it just doesn't seem like a good value for money proposition. So here's what. Yeah. Here is one really good thing I will say about this game. Mm. It does come with the original Bubble Bubble. That's true. That's true. And so- you and I, like, we were playing this game when, like last week and tonight, and we were mm. kind of going a bit meh, meh. It's, it's okay. It's playable. It's serviceable. I'm mm. not saying. It's a bad game. It's like everything works. Yeah. It's not buggy. Yeah, it's just not that fun. Yeah, it doesn't have the sparkle of the original. And then we played the original. Yes, and then we played that for like the next hour. Yeah, we right. got up to like level seven. Yeah. Well, this happens to us though. Whenever we turn on Bubble Bubble, you and I, we just yeah. keep playing it. And this is in glorious 1080p, or you know, it's, yeah. it's probably up, on, on it's obviously couch. upscaled, mm. you know, from you know, 420 or something like that. But the, you know, it's kind of irrelevant because we were playing it on a big screen in my couch, and that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think you know that is a, that is a genuine value add is having the original game there, and I think in some ways you you know. If you're coming into this, like I have one thing I think about when reviewing this game is what would I think if I didn't have all this nostalgia and all this experience? If I just came in blind, you know, and just played Bubble Bubble, bubble for friends, like would I like it? Yeah. Um, That's a good question. And I think to help it, I mean, I think it's a good thing in that when you're thinking about that person mm. to have the original in the game as well so yeah. you can compare it. So you can kind of go, oh, okay. Oh, I like, see what this is. This I see is, what this is very doing. basic. It's very simple. But, yeah. I, you know, this is why the premise has lasted so long and so... Yeah. There's been a lot of good games and a lot of bad games as well for Bubble Bubble over the years. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, this is not the first time that someone's tried to revamp the Bubble Bubble franchise. Like, no. this happened multiple times. And and I think with, with mixed success, we can say. Very mixed. Um, yeah, I do wonder what someone fresh with fresh eyes would think about this game. It's hard for me to just, you know, switch off that part of my brain and... and but so, I think they would probably think it was fine. Yeah. But I don't think they would be impressed by it. I, th- I think I think people would play it. Yeah. And people would go, yeah, okay. But I don't think anyone out there would pay $60 for it. No, I don't think so. Yeah. So, yeah. Rob, at the end of the day, should people buy this game? What's your opinion? <sighs> Look. With all it's said and done. I think it's just... I just don't think it's worth the money for what it is. I think that's really what it comes down to for me, is if it was cheaper... It would be an easier thing to sell. I think if it was like, imagine if this was like a fifty dollars game. I think I would be. I think I would be more on the recommend side. I'd be like, if you haven't played the original, check it out. You know, because it's cool, and you know, you, you might find the original off-putting. I can imagine myself making those kinds of arguments. Like, say to someone who's like in their twenties and has no nostalgia for bubble bubble, I could be like, yeah, get this game because it's it's modern. It won't hurt your eyes, and you'll get you'll get what bubble bubble is. But yeah. at sixty. Well, it's a much harder sell because um, I just don't think it's worth the money for what it is. It's like it's like a, and I don't. And the other thing, the disappointing thing, the, the more emotional take on this, which is less about mon- value for money and stuff, and like a product review, and more just like valuing this thing as a piece of art, if you like, is like mm. it just doesn't do justice to the original. It doesn't car- It doesn't convey to the person playing the game like what made the original game rad, you know? Which was this? It was this very big game with hundreds of levels or a hundred levels in the original um, with uh, multiple endings with a sense of secrets and hidden things and a lot of variety and weird things you can pick up and yeah the sense of almost like mystery or something to the game that just isn't there with this it just feels like humdrum and and I when you're playing through it it feels a bit like you're just slogging through it 
yeah, I, it just lacks something. And I think we've touched, we've touched, we've put our finger on a few of the things that it lacks. Yeah. But I think, I think it's great that the, what it's lacking is greater than the sum of its parts. Really, yeah. it's just spiritually a little bit hollow. Doesn't have the soul of the original, and yeah. I think that's what's really missing. So I can't really recommend it. Sadly, uh, how about you? Uh, I think it's pretty mm. obvious the mm. way I got. Like, I'm the one who spent 60 bucks on this game. Yeah. And I, I want to say that I saw the trailer for this and I had high hopes mm. because, of course, in the trailer they show the best levels and everything. And they, they want to sell it, which worked on me because I'm a Bubble Bubble fanatic. And I have a lot of really good and mm. really bad Bubble Bubble games. I have Bubble <laughs> Bubble Evolution, <laughs> like the before. DS game, the PSP game. They're terrible. Mm. But I got Bubble Symphony mm. for the Sega Saturn. And I love that game. You yeah. love that game. Yeah, yeah. We love that game. That's like, a great game. There are some really good additions to the Bubble Bubble franchise out there. Mm-hmm. If they had just taken Bubble Symphony, which is not that well known, mm. put a new coat of paint on it mm. and re-released it, Fuck! I probably would have paid sixty bucks for that. Yeah, I think that would have been. I think that would have been a much more, like a much better value for money proposition. I think it would have been. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that still had good level design. It had multi, like you could take so many different tracks, and you mm. could feel the love in that game. Yeah, it was a real homage to to Bubble Bubble and the whole Taito like sort of mm. like uh, franchise. I so guess. So I. At sixty yeah. bucks, and in America, the chances are it's going to be forty bucks. But I can't recommend it for that price either. No. I reckon if it eventually comes to Steam and it's ten bucks, mm, mm. and you super love Bubble Bubble and you really want to experience this game, and you've got a couple of friends who want to do it too, yeah. maybe buy into it then. But just don't do it, guys. Yeah, I am really disappointed by this game. It's playable. It's serviceable. I didn't find any bugs, but and there are boss levels like. The bosses are all pretty boring, aside from, like, the second to last boss, okay. who was just frustrating. Mm. <laughs> uh, and then the last boss I beat within three times. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, yeah, look, I, and sometimes if I have fun with the game, I want to go back and do it hard mode. Yeah. But I'd seen everything, and I'd seen all the enemies mm. by that stage, and I went, faster enemies on this sort of thing? I, they, they could have done so much more, so yeah. much cre- more creative with the um, with being in 1080p and this new generation, but they just kind of went blockiness with 1080p. Like adding mm-hmm. curves might seem like it's outside a bubble bubble, but it could have added a whole new dimension to the way that you play that game. Yeah, and I just didn't want to go there. Yeah, so it's very uninspired and very flat. It's a sad thing to say, really. Yeah, it is. Mm. We should play Bubble Symphony. We should. <laughs> we should just put stop this podcast to play that. I hear mm-hmm. on the grapevine that you have actually been playing the computer garms. <laughs> and this is, we kind of go back and forth with each other with this. It's like, I'm yeah. super into games. I'm kind of not into games. Mm. I'm kind of not into games. I'm super into games. Yeah, you yeah. know, we kind of go back and forth. And sometimes we're both on, sometimes we're both off. But mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. Sir Bobus of Robert, <laughs> have actually been playing... Yeah. Some games. Not only that, but you purchased them yourself. That's right. And didn't mug an old man in, a, in an alleyway. <laughs> for alleyway. That's right. For I, the Game Boy. I didn't... Um, <laughs> my favourite game. Um, I... Yeah, I did. this is a game that no one bought for me. I bought it for myself with my own hard, hard-earned money. And it's not a Total War game or Darkest Dungeon. So that's fun. <gasps> yeah, for everyone. It's been a while, AC. Um... Yeah, I bought Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom for uh, my PC. 
It's a game that came out actually. I found out a year ago on like like a bunch <laughs> of other consoles. I had no idea because I was just following it on Steam and going, "Oh, it's coming soon! It's coming soon!" And I was getting really excited. So, in other words, it already come to like Switch apparently, and PS4 or something. Apparently, like it has been out for a while. So, I felt like it was new and exciting. But it turns out it's only new and exciting for for like the PC Master Race. For the rest of the world, it's <laughs> it's um you know it's old hat. But yeah, so Monster what, what what is the full name? Mon- Monster it's Boy. Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. Um, and it is very much a spiritual, it's within the spiritual lineage of the Wonder Boy games. So this, so Monster Boy and Wonder Boy sound close enough that this sounds like it almost should be a sequel. And is it made by the same people who did the Wonder Boy remake? What I understand is that this is, these are good questions. I don't know. I feel like that ought, I feel like it should be. Let me check that. Actually, that's a good question. Whether because I talked about that game earlier this year, you did, um, and you liked it, and I've seen the remake of it, um, mm. and I've played the arcade game of that. Actually, interestingly, let me just check. Um, it was made. This is made by. This is developed by Game Atelier, and I'll just check if they made the um, Wonder Boy three remake. Because um, they look similar, just like looking and hearing about this. Because, like, I like the Wonder Boy franchise, but I'm not mm. into it quite as much as you. Yeah, I'm a real, you know... I don't want to say apologist, because most of the games are pretty are pretty good, unless you get into the Master Higgins kind of... Okay, no, art. this is developed by a different developer. Okay. Interesting. So they were inspired by... Yeah, but um, if I look up the development history... Um, okay. Okay, so it was made in collaboration with the Wonder Boy series creator. Okay, all right. Well, you know, Nishiz- uh, Ryuichi Ryuichi Nishizawa. Ryuichi Nishizawa. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. So, and and you can tell because the game is like it's it's not hiding this. It's not hiding that it's part of the Wonder Boy lineage. It is wearing that on its chest. Um, the the game that it most reminds me of was Wonder Boy Three. Because one of the core mechanics in the game is is that you can switch between uh, the different different animals. So, so basically, the, yeah. this guy didn't have the rights to call this what he wanted to call it. Well, so he just kind of went. The, well, the history of the development just, just be close enough. The development's a bit weird. Apparently, it was a Kickstarter, and it was called Flying Hamster Two: Night of the Golden Seed. <laughs> and then, like, they decided to change that and make it into this like Wonder Boy thing. Um, and they got Ryuichi on board, you know, and... Okay, so he, um, he, maybe he came in later. It evolved. Just, yeah. It okay. evolved into this thing that it is now, but... Cool. It's a cool thing, because um, what it is is basically like a nostalgia piece. It's a throwback, basically, to Wonder Boy 3. Um, and how can I describe it? Okay, so very quickly, it's a pl- Wonder Boy games are platformers. Um, kind of like a platformer RPG. The original game was not. The original game was a very simple platformer, but then the subsequent games became the sort of like up action RPG thing, like a, like a platformer with RPG elements, basically. Yeah. Um, very light RPG elements. It must be, must be stressed, uh, with like a menu, there's menus and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, you can get swords and shields and equip them and things. <gasps> yeah. Uh, Wonder Boy three had this extra mechanic where you were cursed and you became um, a lizard man. And then you went for a dragon who cursed you and you become a mouse man. And, and as you go, you turn all these different men and, and they give you abilities to access certain areas of the world. Can you switch between them freely? It's basically a Metroidvania thing. Yeah. Um, in this game, you can switch between them freely. That's one okay. thing. So the, so the, the, 
the story, if I can, of this game. Yeah. It's a little bit different to what it's not just a one to one Wonder Boy three ripoff. It's its own thing. Yeah. With its own world, and it sets itself up as the standalone thing, but it's very clearly hearkening Inspired back. Yeah, by. Yeah. yeah. So you're this you're this kid called Jin, and one day everyone in your little village and kingdom was is cursed by a wizard and turned into animals. Um like and like sort of anthropomorphized animals, you know, like sort of like Disney esque kind of. You know, everyone's Porky Pig and B- Bugs Bunny all of a sudden. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and it's your uncle actually that did it. And I don't know why your uncle seems to be a real jerk. I don't know, really know the full story there. But <laughs> everyone's got one of those types of uncles. Yeah, yeah. He got drunk on Thanksgiving and turned everyone into animals. You know, he, he really just like he mm. just really wanted to let everyone know what his political opinions were. <laughs> yeah, that's and right. And it turns out at the end of the day, your uncle wanted to fuck a pig. So that's, that's where it all started. Yeah, it was funny actually because the, the first animal you get cursed and turned into is a pig. <laughs> so okay, I did not know that. It's funny that you mentioned that. But what's great, and this is like just just for me because mm-hmm. I'm okay. This is a deep cut. But in Wonder Boy three in Monst- in in uh, you know the Dragon's Curse, yep, there is a shopkeeper. You go into the shop and you can and he sells he's a pig. You, and he's a pig with a with an eye patch. Yeah, I remember that guy. A, he's smoking a cigarette and he's got an eye patch mm. and he's a pig and he just looks piece of work he looks like a real badass yeah and in this game when you get cursed you turn into that pig Ah. and i thought that was like just a real deep cut piece of fan service for the fans of the original game that maybe does he have the eye patch yeah the eye patch and the the stripy shirt um and yeah and that's the first and you play like most of the first part of the game as this pig you know um and then after that you get you unlock this power turn into a snake a little snake and that lets you sort of sneak through little holes and you can it's like you know lets you traverse this is the whole conceit with wonder boy 3 and, and subsequent wonder boy games is that you unlock these powers that allow you to access new areas of the world much like castlevania or metroid those kinds of games yeah and um in this game it's like well you turn to a new animal and that animal has a whole bunch of new powers so i got the snake and then uh and now i've got a frog i'm a frog guy and i can swim with the frog guy oh yeah and he also has a tongue that he can use to like, and there's little like platforms and special platforms around the world that you can use a tongue to kind of like latch onto. And so you got to go, you got to transverse yeah. back to where you've already been and like find new paths and stuff. That's like right. That. A bit of backtracking, a bit yeah. of going back. And, oh, I remember there was like one of those platforms that I can use now back there. So you go back there and you maybe get a new treasure chest or something. See, like I that. love Metroidvanias mm. until mm. the fact that you got to remember shit because <laughs> my memory is terrible. Because I yeah. will always remember that there was something somewhere that I had to do something with. Mm-hmm. And I'll know that much. Mm-hmm. But my stupid brain will go, is that, like, I'm going to have to go through the entire game again to find out what it was. And then yeah. I'll forget again what I was there for. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this is true. I mean, and what's funny is I've played a lot of these games recently because I played Wonder Boy 3, the, the remake. Yep. Um, and then I played Shantae, which I learned is basically a Wonder Boy game. Like, it's it's in that same lineage. Very much so, It's yes. like, a part, there's no sword and shield, but it's basically the same kind of thing. Mm. Um... And now I'm playing this one. So I've had a fair bit of time with these kind of... Ga- I think I like this style of game because it's... Metroidvania? It's kind really? of mindless. Like, in some way, you can just wander through the world killing things and getting gold and stumble across a few new areas you may not have seen before. And, like, the backtracking, while it's a bit dull, like, you put on a podcast and you just, you know, go through the motions and it's kind of relaxing, weirdly, I find. No, no, that's fine. Um, like... I wish I could be as mindless with mm. Metroidvanias because I love the concept. I love the idea. I even love playing them, but I can't do it for very long, especially now that I'm older and yeah. kids and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Kid. Not plural as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> like, I just, yeah. my patience gets the better of me sometimes. Sure. And it's like, it's like, oh, like 
and I had this when I was playing uh, the the, the um, 3DS Metroid remake. Mm, mm. It was a great game. Yeah. And it was it was done very very seriously. And I got kind of like a third, maybe half of the way through and fought like lots of bosses and Metroids and stuff. But mm-hmm. at one point, I kind of fell off it uh, just because it was difficult to keep coming back to and then backtrack. Yeah. And then the next time do it. And it's like, you know what? At this stage, I just, there are other things that I'd rather be doing and yeah. need to be doing. Yeah. And I can feel that. And I think the moment you get stuck in one of these games, it becomes really painful. As long yeah. as you're making progress all the time, it's fun. Yeah. But the moment you get stuck, you want to die, you know? And I had that happen once to me in the Shantae game I played before, which was like, I think the DS one. Um, and this game I haven't got stuck yet, which is good. Um, so I, hopefully it'll maintain its momentum and stuff. But I'm actually really, really enjoying it. The soundtrack is really a big homage to Wonder Boy 3. So the very first level is like an island kind of like tropical themed level, which is, and it has the exact same music except orchestral as the, as the starting area in Wonder Boy 3, which is again, like a tropical themed area. Oh, yeah. And there's collectibles in the game that are music sheets and what you're collecting. I re- I recognize the names of the tracks. They're, they're named, they're, they're tracks from wonder boy three. So you can collect the music from wonder boy three. And then like you bring them back to this guy in town and he'll play you. I assume he'll play you the, the music or something like that. So that's wow. kind of fun. That's cool. Um, so yeah, this is a lot of fan service for wonder boy fans. So for me, it's like, it's really up my alley and I'm really enjoying it. Um, the last thing I'll say, cause you know, I've, I played about five or six hours and I'm still, I'll come back to you next fortnight with whether I think it's a great game or not, but so far so good, you know? Yeah. Um, but the one thing that made me really laugh and I'll leave you on this cause I'm going to, I'm going to put this at the end of the, of this episode. The game starts with a really great and by great, I mean like wonderfully awful, but perfect. Like, like finger kissy hands, how perfectly bad it is. Yeah. 90, early nineties, like, like, um, like shonen anime intro song with like, like rock and guitar and a guy singing over it. Oh, like some sort of stupid Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of of thing. Monster boy fighting for a future full of love and joy. Like literally is one of the lyrics, which is great. I think I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. It's no, it's actually wonderful. And like, (laughs) and like, and it ends with this like soaring crescendo. So I'll have to play it at the end of this episode because I, you know, turned the game on, sat down and like watched that. And like when it, right at the end of the song, it flashes straight to the, the menu screen and, yeah. and this big fanfare, like, and you can hit start game. It was just perfect. The like this big crescendo, <laughs> ah, and then poof, to, the, to the menu screen. I was like, this is good. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> um, so yeah, like a big nostalgia piece for, for, uh, old Sega master system nerds like you and me. Yeah. So. Well, I think sound you might, bad. you might enjoy checking I it out I reckon, well. yeah. Y- yeah. I wouldn't mind getting that. At least game. having a look at it. Maybe. Yeah. I reckon I could definitely play your copy for a little while and probably buy it myself and then probably never play it. But you know, <laughs> that, that is what steam is these days. Effectively. Yeah. It's a library to which you never enter. So I'm really, yeah, I'm really, really enjoying enter that. from the inside. Boy. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Is there good anything life. else been going on with you at the moment? Gaming wise, not much. Um, Life wise, things are pretty tough actually at the moment. So I've been holding off talking about this for a little while, but I'm um, suffice to say there's some issues going on in my life as to uh, my daughter and custody and where she will live and things like that. So it's um, a bit of like a, what you call like a legal issue between mm. me and my ex at the moment and, and my daughter, which has been very difficult and sort of, you know, quite depressing actually. So I'm trying to kind of, you know, maintain my cheery attitude, but, um, 
Yeah, yeah it's, it's been kind of, a bit of a tough time for old Rob recently. It, it has um, been, yeah. And obviously I knew about this and have been yeah. doing my best to be there for old Rob. And I don't want to turn this into a forum for me to air my grievances. I don't think that's appropriate. But I no. think it's just worth letting people know that, like, oh, you know, I'm going through some stuff right now. It's yeah. to do with my kid, which is, like, a soft spot for me, of course. It's a soft spot for everyone. I mean. yeah. And the thing is, like, with... Yeah. Like, uh, it basically, a lot of the other things in your life, mm. in terms of your career and your girlfriend, every, all of that's going really got, well. Yeah, I got, I got a promotion this year. I'm yeah. making more money than I ever have before. Excellent. I've got a wonderful girlfriend. Yeah. You know, and my She's, relationship is, like, really good, which yeah. is weird, and I don't know how to deal with that. <laughs> that's good. You know, it's a good thing. It's a good problem to have. <laughs> it's like, it's how do of, I handle this good happiness? Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of weird looking at you because it's like, is, yeah. it, is this what is this what it's actually meant to be like? I don't think I've ever had this before. Yeah, that's actually kind of it. It's like, oh, my God, like, actual security and trust. What is this? Yeah. Um, but... And, you know, and you know, and we know her quite well. Like she comes around to dinner as well. Yeah, so. she's a good fit because she's like, like studied Japanese at school, Nerd. and she's into like anime and video games and D and D and shit. Yeah. So she's like, you know, she's our kind of person. Um, but yeah, like so, there's been a lot of positive things happening this year for me as I look cast my mind back. Mm. It isn't quite the end of the year yet, but uh, yeah, there's been this cloud hanging over it because of this stuff with my kids. So. You know, you got to kind of take the good with the bad and, you know, I'm trying to like take each day at, at a time and enjoy and live in the moment a bit because yeah. that's the only way that you can kind of maintain your sanity but when you there's something like this going on. You know? Think about it all the time. Yeah, you can't force it. Otherwise, yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll digest you. Mm, you know, exactly it'll, right. You'll just become that problem and that's not really what you want to do with your life. Yeah. So I'm trying to, you know, yeah, just keep keep on laughing and having a good time and snatching those, those moments of happiness when they come and... Yeah, it's not all bad for old Rob. Like I said, things no. are things are looking up. It's just that's good. Nothing's ever perfect, is it though? But it there you go. Is. Yeah, I kind of been dancing around talking about that, and I've decided that I don't really want to go into detail. I don't think that's right or appropriate, but um, just because of the sensitivities around what's actually going on, like legally. And fair enough. And um, I don't think, and, and you know, people at home now know enough to know that you know nobody's going to press you for that or anything like. Yeah, you know, let's just say that or yeah, that nature. There's an so. issue with my child and where she's going to live and who's going to look after her and all that sort of stuff so yeah, yeah. um yeah that's, that's not exactly the most cheery um it's okay though you stuff know stuff to talk about game life but, balance um, australia and that's you know there's a lot of balancing there you you've balanced pretty well actually considering you've actually been playing a new game <laughs> yeah that's right well i thought you know in the circumstances it might be good to get a new game and kind of mm, just get take, my mind off things yeah a bit, so totally fair enough yeah so that's kind of been me um well there's been i'm trying to think of anything else that's happened over the last couple of weeks it's worth talking about um, we had a we had a dinner party last right. week. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was hmm. that was very enjoyable. We, uh, me and your your lovely girlfriend, just spent the entire night picking on you. That's what happens when you guys hang out. Yeah, I found it's I, very easy. It's just, so easy. I accept it for what it is. You guys enjoy it. Rob just kind of sits there like a lump and just goes there. Yeah, <laughs> we make fun of him. <laughs> and sometimes he goes, ah, no, 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 no. <laughs> and that's the reaction we're aiming for. Yeah, yeah. No, you're very good at that. Well, um, yeah, she's basically female me, and I, I in a lot really, of ways, yes. Yeah, yeah. In, not in every way, <laughs> in not in every way, but in a lot of ways, and sometimes disturbing ways. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's a little true. Um, let's not dwell on that though. No, no. It, the funniest thing is that sometimes I say shit on this podcast, and mm. like people on Twitter mm-hmm. or online, the chat yeah. program, or people in real life will like totally call me on it, mm-hmm. and I just 
don't remember everything that I say on this podcast <laughs> because I say a lot. Like, you know, I'm talking mile a minute here. Uh-huh. We go, what did you say? And it's like, I say a lot of things in passing. Don't take anything I say seriously. Here's the contract that says I am absolved of all. Yeah. And then usually people hear this, me. This podcast is satire. So everything we say is like fine and you can't keep so, you upset by it. <laughs> and I think, I, I think I mentioned Joe's cake that she made. Oh, and, yes, and then, you did. And then she, she came back and confronted me about this. She did. And then I said... Joe, look, this is this is scripted. We we work hours ahead of time to script this perfectly. This this perfect comedy satire <laughs> yeah, that we rehearse for mm-hmm. days beforehand before yeah. we go on air. Yeah. Uh, apparently she didn't believe that. Apparently she thought that we were a bunch of drunken buffoons. <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, look, I'm not the one who just disrespected her cake, <laughs> if I recall. But then I love. This is what I love about Joe is that she will just she will just confront you about stuff like that. No, and it's uh, there's nothing wrong with the cake. I love the Leaning Tower of Pisa. It is a fantastic <laughs> oh structure. Oh my god! Oh my god! It is it is oh. very inspirational, and I would totally make a cake like that if oh, I could. Oh dear! Oh dear! <laughs> By the way, this is Rob doing a great AC impression right now. Fantastic. <laughs> Oh, that Christ, I love him so. See, now you know it's Rob. <laughs> yep. A famous catchphrase. Oh, I'm back. I'm back from the bathroom, Rob. What happened? I was just doing my one-man show. Oh, great. Excellent. Yeah. All right, well, just I'm, I'm, I'm sure you won't cut that out at all. I'm just sure that'll go out. directly to air. That's right. Of course. Um, Thank you for uh, that. That's good. That's not going to make my life hard in any way. <laughs> so <laughs> that's all right though, because you know she she knows that I don't hate the cake. I I made that cake with her. I'm pro. No, she because she knows that you're not the bad guy here. I'm the bad guy. Yeah. She's going to come over. You are the antagonist of this podcast. I really am. <laughs> not only just to you, but to every other listener that <laughs> listens to this thing as well. You're the big bad. I know all your secrets. <laughs> jump on your head three times to beat you um i reckon that would work with me throw barrels at you or something that would definitely jumping on my head three times would probably kill me i gotta say (laughs) it'd probably kill me too uh you know i have been up to stuff okay um i have been playing a new game not a new game but i will start maybe i'll leave the game till last this time sure uh and you know how we were talking about Star Wars before and about yes. that the, the the big white yeti cookie monster. Oh yeah. Thing. Yes. Did we figure out what that thing's called? No, but it came to mind because I actually watched Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi last weekend. Oh wow, okay. And you know what I watched it on? Not Disney Plus. Not DVD. Not VHS. Oh, please tell me. Laserdisc. Oh, I knew it. Not only that. <laughs> But this version of the Laserdisc is presented in in widescreen, mm-hmm. and it is the original unedited trilogy. Ah, great! So Han so, shoots first. And- yep, Han shoots first. There's yep. there's not, there's less song and dance numbers, and there's the the, the <laughs> nyub nyub song at less the end. Song and- nyub nyub nyub. Like, look, I, I love that song. I, it needs to be there. It's it really not, does. It's. It's a bit embarrassing, but it needs to stay. I, I love that song. You it's know, probably the best bit of Jedi as well. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say something really bad there. <laughs> Those scenes where the Ewoks get shot. That's probably... <laughs> Jesus. You know the one where like they, the You Ewok- really hate Ewoks. No. <laughs> this is just coming to the forefront. You should show them your tattoo. I actually don't. Like, but- that, that, like that Ewok getting decapitated? I mean, Jesus, fuck Rob. <laughs> Not only that, but it's uh... on your scrotum. How much would that have had to hurt? It's like, hey, baby, 
What is he about Ewok? I don't want to think about Ewoks <laughs> having scrotums. Uh, that upsets me. I like to think they're born, they come out of eggs or something. <laughs> I don't want to think about them but having sex. They look like mammals, but I, I don't know <laughs> the particular biology. We of... should write in and ask George Lucas, do, do Ewoks fuck? <laughs> we should write him a letter. Some of them him. wear pants. Yeah. Oh, actually, maybe they just wear vests. I don't know. <laughs> they have hats. Some of them have hats. Maybe that's where their reproductive organs are. <laughs> maybe that's why they wear hats. Just saying, putting that out there. Anyway, Maria and I watched uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back uh-huh. on uh, the Saturday night, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was fun. So, you know, I've got a, a blank wall uh, projector, laser disc, and put it through oh, the sound that's speaker. The way. That's and the way. It, was, it was pretty good. Mm. Except the sound speaker wasn't working properly, so the amplifier was dead or something. So I actually ended up piping it right through my. Um, my computer speakers, which oh. also turns out that it's got surround sound and is pretty good. Cool. It's just all coming from one side. Okay. Uh, so that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, Maria liked it as well. Mm, mm. I hadn't seen them for a while, neither did she. Yeah, it's good stuff. We watched Jedi the next night. Mm. Part of this was because I just wanted to pack up the Laserdisc setup because it was a massive, like, uh, amplifier, Laserdisc. And, like, this is a late model Laserdisc by Sony, of all companies, where it, you don't have to take the disc out and swap sides. It swaps sides automatically. Oh, wow. But, that being said, you still need to take the disc out for the next disc. Right, right, right. Uh, so, it was um, it was fun to watch those movies again. I'm not a big Star Wars guy, but I enjoy watching them. Mm, like, mm. to the point that I just don't know many of the monsters' names. Or yeah, I like did. I, I, it's upsetting me that I don't know. Cause I, I'm a, okay, here's where I am in terms of my Star Wars fandom. I like the movies. Yep. I actually tolerate the prequels. Yeah, I would say tolerate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tolerant. They're, 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 they're tolerable. They are very bad. But I tolerate that them. That one's all right. There's moments of goodness in there. I um, really didn't like the first two. <laughs> I think I'm just a Star Wars tragic. Yeah, leader. which is but, fine. But I'm a I, Back to the Future But tragic. I've never played, like, Knights of the Old Republic. I have no I have no fondness or love for the extended universe Star Wars shit. So that's where you and I differ, because yeah. I do. Yeah, Because okay. I, I read um, the, the Thrawn. Okay. The Thrawn you read trilogy. some novels. Yeah. I did. And I really like that. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. I can't even remember who they're... Bar- I, no, Timothy Zane. Okay. Timothy Zahn, whatever his name was. Okay. And I really quite like those instend- extended universe novels because it was a, a pretty good contained trilogy. The, the characters seemed true to themselves okay. and trying to rebuild the Republic. The stupidest thing about that was there was a clone of Luke called Luke. Like L-U-U-K-E. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was terrible. But it had Mara Jade and Mara Jade is awesome. So... All right. Well, look, I, I think maybe we're... Maybe we're about equal. In terms of, like, I have a lot of passion for the movies. You maybe don't, but you've read novels and I haven't. So I think we kind of balance yeah, out. <laughs> maybe. I, I think just for the original movies, you definitely like them more. I think yeah. I just was just in a particular phase when Star Wars made a comeback in the mid to late 90s. Mm, mm. I was just at that perfect age where I just wanted... I was just in such a reading mood that I wanted to read more. And I, I read... And yeah. Thrawn was such a great character okay. in that. Mm, and then mm. and then he made, like, six more novels or something other than outside his original book trilogy and yeah. I, I lost it I fell off so hard and I fell off Star Wars pretty hard then as well because mm. that's probably when The Phantom Menace came out and I just went you know what fuck this <laughs> fuck this I'm out I'm just out I'm look, out look it's a hard movie to love 
I don't think I don't think I even love it. I think I like I said. I think I tolerate it. You know. Yeah, I mean that's fine. And yeah. you know, at the end of the day, they're kids' movies, and people hate it when you say that. But, I know. But there, you know, there are a lot of people who are now adults who yeah. grew up with the original like, prequel trilogy, yeah. and they love it. Yeah, yeah. They I've love talked that to them. To death. I've talked to them, and and they and they have a reverence for it, which is it's funny to me, but. Hmm. Like you know, I can get it. Like I mean, it's kind of like how I liked Willow when I was a kid, and then I grew up and I was like, Willow's kind of shit. But I still Willow's an interesting case. But you know what I mean. But it's like it's like I loved it anyway because at the time it was a fantasy thing with sword fighting and magic, and I was like, well, I love it. You know, I love it. I love it forever, and that's fine. Um, But I I I can I I kind of don't want to watch it again because last time I watched it, I was scared. I was like, oh god, no! This is really no. It's my childhood. Val Kilmer in a cage. Yeah. you know, yeah. Um, I'm not saying he belongs in a cage, but maybe occasionally. <laughs> I like to think he sleeps. Put there. him back in that cage. That's what I yeah. That man has not done work for a long time. He got he got funny looking. And he big did. And I, 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 I think then, he got. I think he got thin again. But yeah, I, I, I don't know whether it's on purpose because, like, I remember there were all these weird rumors around about um, uh, about. Michael Keaton, okay. like from Batman and Beetlejuice, like how he was like some recluse and was like killing babies or like had like pushed a person off a bridge and shit like that. Because he did it, have this weird hiatus, didn't he? Yeah, it's not weird at all. He just retired from acting for a while. Yeah. He just wanted to spend time with his fucking family. And then he and, like, made that Birdman not, movie. Yeah, and that was well received from what yeah. I hear. And it turns so. out all those weird rumors not true. Yeah, he was just just well, didn't want to act for a while. Well, that's the thing is like this is what the the celebrity press sort of circuit does isn't it as it tries to tear everyone down yeah it's like if you're you, so popular why aren't you making yeah. like tons of millions even of if, dollars even if you try to like nobly bow out of all of that they just still hound you so yeah exactly yeah but um yeah i look yeah star wars it's that's cool man i'm glad that you've i i, I want to watch those laser discs with you sometime i i appreciate you want to pack it away and um and that's probably a good thing but it is um, I, I needed yeah. one of the reasons we did the entire like the like uh, I was going to say two and three, but it's actually uh, three, four and five. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, is that right? No, no. Five and six. Sorry. New Hope is four. Uh, this weekend is because I actually kind of wanted to get my my antiques and collectibles room back. Right. Which is what we call the garage I converted into the games room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because that setup that I had and Laserdiscs are not small. you got to think... No. It's, it's about the like a record... And a laser disc are about the same size, mm. and the player, especially the Sony one that swaps, like you know, turns, um, you know, the laser spindle around mm. so it can read the other side of the disc, is a massive machine, and the speakers and the amp and the thing I have to put everything on to project it yeah, onto yeah. the white wall. Mm. That ain't, uh, you know, that's that's something small. And then it's been there for so long that I just kind of packed other things around, and I kind of realised. I'm not playing a certain section of my games because I literally cannot get to them. <laughs> so I decided to yeah. watch it all and I had a lot of fun doing it and then packed everything away and was packing the rest of it up tonight mm. and like was putting some of my manga away and looking at some of the stuff that's on my shelf and I kind of like having more space in that room. Yeah. I ended up selling a GameCube recently. Like I had a boxed GameCube, not a great box mm. and some of the extra games that I was never going to play. <laughs> And I'm just going, you know what, I'll, I'll sell that. Sold it for 130 bucks. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's a bit of extra change. I already got a Game Boy. Uh, sorry, a GameCube. Mm-hmm. Not Game Boy, GameCube that works. And I think that's fine. You know, I, I kind of like keeping backups. Sure. But the older I get, 
is kind of like, maybe I don't need as many backups. Maybe I can make a bit of extra dosh and free up a bit of extra room at the same time while keeping the original consoles. Mm. And if I desperately really need one of these consoles back, I'm sure I can get it. Not, not too much trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that makes sense. You know, sometimes you have to make those tough calls and put those things away. Yeah, um, it was cool having like a box gamecube up on the shelf mm. but then you know for like 20 bucks i could probably get like a boxed gamecube from japan as well <laughs> to be completely honest they're not exactly short on gamecubes no they are literally not there's a lot of them out there yeah so the one game that i have been playing uh is something that i kind of felt like playing a mario game i hadn't played before and okay. in terms of 2d uh, pretty much non-existent you've played most of them i've got most of them mm-hmm uh, so I decided to play something that's been recommended and highly thought of, at least the series, at least mm-hmm. all two games in the series, which was Super Mario Galaxy. Oh, okay. For the Wii. Yeah, I never. that's one element, one piece of the Mario Pie I've never actually really You've tried. never really sunk your teeth into. I heard of it. Yeah. I watched, like about four, seven or eight years ago, I watched a video of people playing it for about half an hour, and I can't remember mm. anything about it, except that... From what I remember, the worlds are like on little balls that you run on. Kind of, yeah. It's in space. Yeah. And you fly from planetoid to planetoid. And when I say planetoid, I mean it's kind of like a very small asteroid for the most part. Mm, mm. But they have interesting level design. Interesting mechanics. Um, and so I haven't played a Wii game for a while. So it was interesting because you need the nunchuck for this game. Uh-huh. I had to hunt out where my nunchucks were. Right. I found them pretty easily because I keep pretty good track of all my is game stuff. Is this a stuff. Wii game or is it a game? No, 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 it, 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 it's a Wii game. Okay. Yeah, so it's it got motion sensors. Hmm, okay, all right. Okay. Hmm. Um, so Sunshine I, was the GameCube one. Yeah, so I hacked this shit out of my Wii ages ago because, mm. you know, fuck that shit. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, I really hate region encoding, like really, really hate it. So I, I, just, I just kind of fucked up my Wii a bit. Uh, and... This game is is good. Like it's it's a functional Mario game. I don't think I've ever sat in a Mario game at the start and wanted to get to the action so quickly because <laughs> there's actually kind of a story. Okay. Not a good story, but like a lot of cutscenes. <laughs> enough that I just kind of went, "Oh, for fuck's sake, can I just play the how fucking lo- game?" Like, how many cutscenes do you need? Well, you just, okay, so he comes along and he nicks the girl and he runs off with her and you got to get the girl back. So Come basically on. there's it's the Star Festival and it tells you like in a picture book fashion, yeah. like, "Oh, it's the Star Festival. Here's all this shit that's going on." And then you Mario and then you can basically go from one point to the next point before Bowser attacks. Right. You can create you can collect star bits and shit like that. Mm-hmm, and Bowser comes down, kidnaps yo girl. Uh, and you cling onto the side of the castle because he's kidnapped the entire castle this time. Clever boy. Uh, goes into space. Clever boy. Mm-hmm. You know, Mario doesn't usually have warp transport. That's right. Uh, but he falls off and falls onto like a little planetoid where Rosalina, because this is her debut. Ah, Ros- is Rosalina in this one, not yep. not Peach. Uh, no, Peach is kidnapped, but Rosalina uh, helps him. Oh, okay. Like, All and right. so then you you go, you're an and obs- in an observatory, and you kind of go to different galaxies or different worlds or solar systems or something. Looking for like. Bowser. Uh, yeah, just trying to collect enough star bits and oh, kind of stars that will get you to the next one. You know, mm. it's kind of like 
Super Mario 64, where you need to get enough stars to access okay. the next area, okay. to warp, you know, to open the door to the next area. This is like the same thing. So it's not that linear thing of like, or it's nothing like a one, it's nothing like Super Mario Brothers 3 or World, <sighs> where you're like, you've got a map and you're moving no, through levels. It, it, you do have kind of a map. Uh, and it's like a star chart where you can warp to different galaxies okay. Okay. or different solar systems. I think mm. solar systems. Mm. My problem is that you it's kind of like Mario 64. Uh, and this is kind of between Odyssey and 64 in the fact that mm. you need to go to the, back to the same place like Mario 64, but you do different things. And you do go to different levels in that place, which is fine. Okay. For the most part. And there are some really interesting levels and some of them are small and there are bus fights and stuff and you, you get your stars and you go to the next place. Mm. Um, but the controls do work a lot better like Mario Odyssey, like, mm. you know, because this is the kind of the in-between game. I do like the small planetoids where Mario is kind of jumping around and going upside down. Yeah. The one thing, like, because it's Nintendo and because it's the way they use the gimmicky system the one thing i do like about that is that you just kind of wave the wiimote back side to side a bit uh-huh. and he does this spin thing which basically kills any enemy within range okay. i like that okay the thing is that you need to collect a lot of star bits sometimes to feed hungry stars to fill them up so they would create the next warp point and one of the ways you, you can run into them to collect them mm. but you need to wave the wiimote around sometimes to collect the ones and the wiimote God, so revolutionary at the time. It, it's kind of frustrating to use in the year of our Lord 2019. Mm, okay. Because it's either too sensitive or not sensitive enough. And like getting it to wake up and wave and stuff like that. It's a bit weird. Yeah. I don't know. Like it didn't feel as natural. I just wish I didn't have to collect the star bits, sure. I suppose, sure. by doing that. I just, I just want to kind of progress through the game. And I'm only up to the second world. Mm. I've done everything you can in the first world, I think. There was this great level where you're in a capsule with gravity mm-hmm. and you kind of keep accidentally going back to the start and you go, oh, hang on, these red things and these blue things mean that you go and like the gravity switches and you need to do this particular jump to go to where the gravity is opposite and fall up mm. or down, mm-hmm. depending on the gravity. And I thought that was really clever and I'm going to keep playing it because I do like the mechanics. Yeah. Well, and so- it is fun it's very interesting yeah Mm. i kind of just wish i could play with a normal and you might be able to do this but i don't have a normal like a pro controller thing pro controller for the wii yeah i'm just using the nunchuck and the um and the wiimote sort of thing so i'm having fun so far i i do have my complaints my most of my complaints come back to the fact that it's a little bit too much like mario 64 is it because that's the thing i wanted to ask you is like how much of a 3d platformer is this it is it's very 3d it's a it's a 3d ass 3d platform yeah i mean like you are on a like uh, in perfect spheres most of the time mm. running around like as mario i can kind of see like mario 128 which was meant to be the original like Mario 64 sequel like where there's lots of things happening on screen like there's lots of star pieces Goombas enemies like there's lots of stuff going on there and Mm. it controls pretty well Uh not I'm not gonna say perfect because it's in 3D and it's Mario so it never controls perfect yeah that's what I wanted to ask you because I know you don't really like 3D games like you don't really like 3D platformers very much it's all this perspective to me always seems just that little little bit off Mm. Mm. and that was 
more or less the case. Like not making jump, like trying to jump on the enemy and not making it and being like, oh, that's annoying. Yeah. You just, didn't, you just like, the And they, they, they try it with the shadows and everything, but it's, and just, I, I know it's the inherent nature of 3D moving in three dimensions, but I just mm. wish there was like some sort of, like if you jump and you're close enough to the enemy, you just kind of jump on just, the enemy. Yeah, like auto jump. Like you don't have to have like a perfect precise thing because your eyesight or perspective is slightly off because the game's kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. So I think, but it's a good game. Okay. You know, because it's a Mario game, it's a good game. All right. I'm having fun. Uh, I just wanted to try something new. That's really interesting to me because I've always wanted to check that game out. It's, yeah. it's been something that I'm conscious of as like a gap in my, my knowledge. Well, you and I could certainly... Could certainly check it out. Like yeah. I, I could totally load that up for us. Sure. No, no problems at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing I'll just briefly mention, uh, I did teach my daughter something adorable today. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Maria's already... Is, is no, no, sweetie. It's the middle finger. The middle finger. No, 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 no. <laughs> this, this, you can use two fingers if you want, but that's a little bit too English for this household. That's right. We're Australian. <laughs> and this is... The crux of the matter is that I did teach her something very Australian today. Oh, good. So, Maria went for a walk mm-hmm. uh, uh, before we put... May was very tired tonight. So, she was, she was a bit cuddly and, um, and, and, you know, I'm always up for a May cuddle. <laughs> so, we were playing a bit and he was like, no, she, sometimes she gets frustrated if you don't play the exact way she has in her head. Right. Which is like me all the time <laughs> because I'm an antagonistic person by nature. <laughs> but, like, I'm not trying to, like, antagonize her, especially if she's tired. But she, I just don't know what she wants because she's yeah. internalized a particular method mm. which she's just not communicating. Because mm-hmm. I know. Like, yeah. It's like, you want me to pick this up? <laughs> okay, maybe you don't want me to pick this up. Yeah. Anyway, I decided to teach her something today. Something inherently Australian to us all. Mm-hmm. I taught her. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oh, no. <laughs> he didn't. I did. Oh. I'm going to say it again and you better I, say it back I to me. I don't like it. I hate this. Rob? It's my least favorite thing about Australia. Robert? Robert Equitus Bailey. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. There you go. <laughs> I hate that so much. I don't know why it upsets me so much. It just does. A lot of things upset you. Yeah, that one's up there. I, I make a list. <laughs> so hang on. All right. Uh, oh, oh, oh. We're, we're getting some video here. A video we, feed. Coming in live from the satellite. Here we go. Okay, ready? Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Oh, very good, sweetie. <laughs> so I told her how to what say, wait, wait, done? wait, whenever I say Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oh, no. All right. Well, look, that's an important skill. She'll need that. Uh, she would have learned it anyway, but she, she was being very Japanese tonight. Uh, and she was like, she yeah. was like speaking mostly Nihongo. And like, I can talk to her back in Nihongo, but like when she's tired, she kind of reverts to that language a lot, I've noticed. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she was like saying her name. I was like, she's like, your name is Daddy Andrew. And I went, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, what's my full name? And she said, my full name. And I said, what's your full name? And she said, and she she said her full name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which was really cute. Yeah. And I said, what's Mummy's name? And she goes, Maria. What's her last name? Maria, which is kind of ironic because the whole Yoshimura thing was like I stole from her. Yeah, she's like, no, and May knows this. That's a dad thing. Yeah, that's a dad thing. (laughs) So, and so I said, Yoshimura. Mm -hmm. 
And I told her about like how my brother's name is different and my name used to be different. And she, she wasn't particularly interested, but she still kept like chattering away Nihongo. And I said, <coughs> you want to learn? I said, she said, I'm Japanese. And I went, yes, you are. You're also Australian. She went, Australian. I said, Aussie. And she goes, Aussie. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, now's the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I went, Mei-chan, Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. And she went, ah! <laughs> mm-hmm. I think there's something deeply ingrained in her DNA. Would you recognize what this was? <laughs> so I went, do you want to try it again? Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. And she went, ha, <gasps> Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> She picked it up really she quickly. She picked it up super, super oh quickly. So now... It's in the blood. Yeah. And I said, Aussie, Aussie. And she just kept getting better and better at it. And That's so funny. It is. It's just... Oh it was so God. cute. And I don't do the uh, whole Australian thing very much, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. this just kind of came up naturally. And she was like... She... <laughs> she, she When she came... When uh, Maria came home, I said, hey, show, show what you learned. I said, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. And she laughed, cackled at me, went, oi, oi, oi. And I said, you can do it better. I said, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. And she went, oi, oi, oi. And jumped up and down. <laughs> you got to put some guts into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She really did. So that was, that was, that was a pretty hilarious sort of thing. Oh, uh, that's funny. Uh, I love that. Here. Well, look, now I feel, I have not told that to my daughter. Perhaps I'll I'm, teach that to your daughter. Perhaps I'm a bad parent. Perhaps. Um, who can say in this crazy world, AC? I'll well, teach her. But what I can say is, is that it? we've reached the time. Your favourite time. Yep. It's the time to play your favourite quiz of all time, uh... which we call phone... Yeah, no, oh, fuck off. No, I'm not doing that to you. It would be fun if I did. Well, maybe I will one more time. One more time. For one time more, so. You only get one more time. I'll strike. And it cannot be the last episode. You'll never know when. It'll, it I'll cannot strike be the last like episode. a cobra. I w- if you if you make it the last episode, I will fucking strike you. That's no threat. That will be an action I will take. Uh, but like the mighty cobra, I'll also spit in your eyes, making it hard for you to attack me. Um, I'll, I'll get hard, all right. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, I, I don't wish to know that question. So this is this is a quiz, AC. Yep. That you correctly predicted off the air would be about bubble bubble. Awesome. But I didn't want to give you a clue, so you go and look at Wikipedia like a cheat. I can look so, up Wikipedia right give me now. That, don't, don't, give me that phone. Give me that. All right, and the other one too. Don't make me break it. And here's my 1995 Motorola TAC Micro. I really wish you had. I really wish you had that. I, wonder, I do have that. I have. I literally have that phone. That's that does not surprise me. Um, so this quiz, I've only made eight questions though. Um, okay, that's fine. Only eight. But this is a quiz all about bubble bobble. And because if I fail this, I'm going to feel really fucking well, shitty about myself. I know it's your favorite. It's one of your favorite games. It's yep. your second favorite game of all time. Yep. So these are some hard. I, I dialed up the hardness dial. <sighs> I'm going to get none of these right. Some are easy. Some you should get. Some are like I'm softballs. But we get we get we go places with this quiz. But let's see how let's see how much you know about okay. bubble bubble. Okay, sure thing. Um, all verifiable sources. Most it's funny. I was looking at the Wikipedia article that like for most of the data on this, and a lot of the um. The sources they're quoting from are just like retro game art- magazines. So let's hope those guys got it right. Because, you know, heck knows they could have got it wrong. But let's see. That's true. Let's find out. I know they've got stuff wrong before. Yeah, they're not, they're not, um, what's the word? Um, Super. Infallible. Yeah. Yeah. No. Unlike our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm deeply sorry. <laughs> so me. It's all right. He has to forgive me. That's his thing. <laughs> Does he have to forgive me too? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> that sounds like a probably it's a, not. It's a grey area. <laughs> um, Boy, maybe. howdy. Uh, yeah, okay. You know right. parents Hit say me, maybe and they just mean no. Um, all right. Question number one, AC. <laughs> Question number one. 
What this is a, this is a softball. What year did Bubble Bobble come out in the arcade? Nineteen eighty-six. Correct. Points for you. Uh, eighty-six. That's thirty-three years ago. We were five years old when that game came out. I didn't play it until the nineties, or at least nineteen ninety. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, me too. Actually. Uh, okay. Question two. What was the name of the designer of Bubble Bobble, the mastermind? Oh, I have no idea. I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, it was, uh, I'm going to massacre this. So yep. I, please forgive me. Fukio Mitsuji? Fukio. Fukio Mitsuji. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. I knew that at one stage in my life and I... Didn't really need to recall it again. It's I interesting. Guy, I looked up. He did. He made a few games after Bubble he was, Bubble. I, I do know that he was pretty prolific in Taito. Yeah, he made Rainbow Island, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and then that was his follow-up. And then he kind of stopped making games in the early nineties and just stopped. Yeah. He's still alive, but is he still working for Taito? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I'm Probably not. Sure. not. Yeah. Taito is a weird company because it's kind of changed hands a couple of times. He was a very mm. creative guy, and I think he kind of just hitched his wagon to the wrong star with Taito because. He had some great ideas, yeah. you know. Um, anyway, uh, question three, true or false? Fukio Mitsuji designed the game to appeal to a female audience. Uh, false. That's actually true, apparently, from an interview really? that he did. Yeah, he said that from the ground up, he wanted to make a game that... I thought yeah. I thought I read an article saying that he wanted it to be for everyone, like a family game where people okay. could play with their children and stuff like that. Okay. But I, you yeah. know, I could have been wrong there. He went into it thinking, I want to make this... Yeah. Pac-Man was kind of along those lines as well, where they wanted to make it geared towards a female audience. Yeah, I think, in, and that comes in more in terms of the character design and stuff like that. Yeah, like he um, apparently he uh, oh, that's right, the the main mechanic of the game bubbles. He came up with that apparently because he thought, what <laughs> this is like a weirdly gendered thing, but he was like, what do women like to draw? And he came and he drew a hundred things. He drew a hundred different things apparently, and then boiled it and like sort of eliminated options. And he came down to this idea of bubbles and like the mechanic of bubbles being something that uh, that in his mind like that a woman would enjoy. And somewhat ironically, Maria hates bubble bubbles. She doesn't <laughs> yeah. hate it. She will play it with me, but she's she really goes. I'm really not good at this game. Uh. Yeah. So who knows if he got that? If he if he captured that demographic, but... that's a weird one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. no. I'm, I'm sure I read that at some stage. I think that's maybe probably, I, to be I read fair, a a particular yeah. translation of that. Well, to be fair, he probably wanted everyone to like it, but I think he he wanted yeah, women no, he, to enjoy it. He started it too. gearing it towards yeah. the fairer sex. Yeah, that's right. That's fair enough. That's yeah. an interesting little tidbit. Mm-hmm. Um, question four: True or false? Again, in an early build of the game. The players were not bubble dragons. They were little bubble-blowing robots with spikes on their heads. Oh, that's true. That's right. That is true. Yeah. yeah. And then he decided that wasn't cute enough. They or, were very boxy. Or cool I enough. Think I, I think I remember yeah. seeing like very mm. early drawings of them. Mm. They were basically like one box on top of another box. Yeah. Box monster from the planet box. But he decided that wasn't... And the words I read, he said that wasn't cool enough. I'm not sure what the Japanese word for cool is, but that's probably the word Kakui. he used. Yeah. Like, so he, he thought dragons were better. Yeah. No, no. Dragons are always fucking I, better. I can get down with Dragons that. versus robots. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, question five. What... This is like the lore of Bubble Bubble. The okay. rich lore and plot of Bubble Bubble. Okay. What were Bub and Bob's names before they were turned into bubble dragons? Shithouse. Uh, Bubbit and Bobbit. Oh, you're so close. It's not, you know the funny thing? It's not, it's not that much cleverer than that. <laughs> the names were Rob, Robert and, and Rubert. The names Robert. were Bubby and Bobby. Oh, fuck off. 
<laughs> fuck the fuck off, you fucking fucker. Those little, like, ch- like little chubby, rosy-cheeked motherfuckers that you see. You the- fucking dickheads. <laughs> I reckon I knew that somewhere at the back of my mind. And yeah. my, my brain would have went, like, don't remember this. You don't need to remember this about this game. <laughs> I would have been angry about remembering that. It's fucking Bimmy and Jimmy all over again. Yeah, it really. fucking, fucking is. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So question six. The master says, this is a long question. Question six. The Master System version of Bubble Bobble is different from the arcade version. It has more levels, Mm -hmm. new enemies, and Mm -hmm. different win conditions. Question seven. How many levels are there in the original Bubble Bobble arcade game? Wait, 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 wait. wait. I thought we were up to question six. Oh, sorry. Question six. Sorry, pardon me. Question six. Pardon me. Question six. How many levels are there in the original Bubble Bobble arcade game? And how many are in the Master System version? This is this is the question six. Question, question six. Okay. Uh, the two. There's a hundred levels of Bubble Bubble. Mm-hmm. I think there's actually two hundred levels in the arcade if you beat it and then go into hard mode. Maybe, although that could actually be have been a dip switch as well. Um, and there are 150 levels, I want to say, in the Master System version, or maybe it's 200. I'm going to give you a half point. I'm give you a half point, because you got it right about the arcade, there's 100 levels, and then you can go back and do the hard mode thing. Yeah. But there's technically 100 levels. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- and I then- think that there may have been a dip switch in the original that said you just finished the mm. game after the 100 ones, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Master System had 200. And I know that because I looked up a graphic of the box and it says 200 rounds on the back of the box as well. So, so yeah. you and I have beaten yeah. the Master System version before, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. We've, we beat the original round and then there are very different levels. Yeah, well, this, that is, my go next, this is my off. next question. Okay. All yeah, right. so this is where it gets a okay. little bit deep. Okay, question seven. Bubble Bubble was one of the first games with multiple endings. Mm-hmm. A bad ending, a good ending, and a true ending. And all both versions of the game, the arcade... And the Master System version. Which, which is, is probably the best port. Um, have that same thing where they have three endings. Yep. Um, in the Master System version, in order to access the good endings, you have to collect a very specific set of items that are hidden in secret rooms along the way. But what do you have to do to get the good ending in the arcade version? I think both players have to be there to defeat the boss Correct. at the end. Points for you. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's all you have to do. And then you can go back and do hard mode if you want, but that's all. You just yep. have to have both players alive. Yeah. Um, Beating a, it's, it's mm. a two, it's always been a two-player game. Mm. And that frustrated me when I learned that because I'd been playing the Master System version forever and thought it was a very hard game, but actually in the <laughs> arcade it's like super easy. Um, you just have to like have both players alive. When you, you could you could yeah. literally have someone come in at level ninety-nine. Yeah, and that's that's what they recommend is like just just chuck a coin in at the end and and level ninety-nine is the one where you mm. super need someone and mm. need someone experienced to come in and help you there. It's not yeah. impossible, but it's much preferred. Definitely. All right, so question eight, last question. Okay, it's three and a half to three and a half. Oh, it's tied. Okay, well, uh, this might this is the decider. Yep. <laughs> it's a dickish question, though, as well. Oh, I, I apologize in advance. No, it's all right. Uh, in the plot of the game, what is the name of the baddie who turns the brothers into bubble dragons? Uh, Wizard McWizface. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I I know so who you're talking about, and the ghosts are the ones who kidnap them, and the, and they're also mm. and the the drunkard. It's like the king drunkard guy. Should I do, do you want me to tell you? Yeah, just tell me. Okay, so the 
the thing that the bounty that turns you into bubble dragons yep. is actually the ghost thing that chases you at the end of each level. Yep. And, and that guy's that's name, also the guy who kidnaps your girlfriend, but yeah. not And the last the boss thing- is the last boss is a drunkard. It's not super drunkard, sorry, it's not this ghost thing. It, yeah, no, that's what I said. Yeah, it's a drunkard, yeah, yeah. but it's not And the ghost thing is apparently called his name yep. is Baron von Blubber. And he apparently is meant to be a skeletal whale. <laughs> or a whale skeleton. Okay. But I reckon I knew that first part, but yeah. not that second part. Yeah. I reckon I'd heard that at some point in Bubble Bubble lore. Yeah. Baron von Blubber. Yeah. Okay, so you win that one. So there you go. Four and a half to three and a half. I did make it devilishly hard because you are a master of Bubble Bubble. So master of playing, not of lore. It turns the out. lore is weird and not explicitly. <laughs> I think you have to it's read not like particularly. You have to clear. read the booklet that comes in the NES box or something. Yeah. You know what I mean to get this shit. Like I'm, it's, not, I'm not really a reading booklet kind of guy. No, like, as an Australian, we don't read booklets. I thought it was really funny that it's supposed. To, for all this time, I was just like, oh, that's the ghost that comes in the level. It's not a ghost. It's a fucking whale skeleton that chases you around. No, because of course that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, well, perfect sense to me. Yeah. Well, there you not- go. So you did well in that very hard quiz. Um, but I think I, I think you know you should be given credit for the, what you got right because some those are pretty pretty tricky questions. Some of them were. Um, I reckon I should have got some of them. Mm. But Fukuyo Mitsuji, yeah, went on to make Rainbow Island. Which is like an interesting game. It's like a spiritual successor to Bubble Bubble. So they are the same characters, although they mm. both look like Eric Cartman, which mm. kind of freaks me out a little yeah. bit. Yeah, Bubby uh, and Bobby. <laughs> so yeah, you are, and you you do the rainbows, and the rainbows disintegrate after a while. And it was yeah. at the time called Bubble Bubble Two Rainbow Island, or, or the follow up of, of Bubble Bubble. And they did, he did another. He, he's a very creative man. He came up with a new mechanic. It's yep. different to the bubbles. Yep, it was this rainbow bridge thing. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a cool game. It's 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 unusual. It's unusual. It's interesting. It's nice. <laughs> and um, very nice, nice. Um, but sort of a bit overlooked. Like I think that's one of those games that is is not been given the credit. I don't know. Like I have that game on several platforms. Mm, mm. I th- I'm pretty sure I've got it on PC, NES, and possibly I'm trying to think. Maybe PS2 on the collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's okay. Yeah, but, but it's never, not great. Did it really I, I re- capture people's imaginations? Like no, I remember playing it first on the Amiga, and it was such an Amiga game mm, because mm. it was able to project those rainbow colors and disintegrate them really well. It was such a sixteen bit thing at the time. Mm, mm. But yeah, just the the actual gameplay just wasn't great, and it didn't work as well as a bubble did. Yeah, I think that's the. You know what? That game probably would have done better. If they hadn't put Bubble Bubble Two on the cover of the ga- of the game, maybe. But there are a lot of other like you know, there are a lot of other Taito games that have the Bubble Bubble spirit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jack and Pop, and which may come beforehand. Actually, there's a, there's a, a game with a seal, which I can't remember off the top of my head, mm. uh, and mm. a New Zealand story, which are very much graphically yeah, New Zealand story yeah. and kind of in the same vein. And also very much Amiga games as well, but they just don't—they just don't have the creativity behind no. the mechanics no. that Bubble Bubble did. Then they're not bad games; they're good no, games. And, you know, they're actually learn, really good games. If you want to learn about the rich history New of New Zealand, Zealand story, I do recommend that game. It's fucking hard. It's a hard mm. game. Mm. You can learn about the rich culture mm. of New Zealand by playing that game and learning about the. You could just like the you facts. Can, you can learn about the rich culture. 
mm-hmm. of the Gunner Geek Network. That's true, AC, you can. On the Gunner Geek Network, which is your home for geeky podcasts. God damn, I thought I got you this time. It's No, you didn't, actually, for <laughs> once. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a network of geeky podcasts, including ours. There's other geeky shows on I'm there. not geeky, you're geeky. <laughs> I I'm a jock. You're a fucking. I can just like look. Twig, what do they call them? I, I don't know. No. I can just glance around this room and see like an inve- inspector gadget figurine. Like I hey, hey, that's an, made that's a, a PlayStation. Ni- uh, 1983 original <laughs> inspector gadget figurine. Oh, okay. Well, the original foam and everything. Well, if it's an original, then you're clearly not a nerd. So. No, fuck no. I'm a collector. Okay. You're a fucking nerd. <laughs> well, I'm glad. To, I'm glad I, you- I know what D and D stands for. Dungeons and drop kicks. I don't fucking know. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, fine. Well, well, that's fine. <laughs> I totally got you there. I totally distracted what you were talking uh, about. You did. You threw me off with your with your truth with all the, all the true things you just said. Um, <laughs> there are there are other podcasts on the Gunner Geek Network. I refuse AC. to believe it. There's all sorts of th- you know that nerds are into things other than video games. No, I didn't know this. But some nerds like other things. Like, okay. Like, there's some nerds out there that like Doctor Who. And, like, I don't know why. I personally think they should probably see a specialist. But that's fine. Um, people, so maybe maybe they need to see some kind of doctor. That's what you might say. But, you know, different strokes for different folks, AC. I need a doctor. Um, and if you to like... check my genitals. So, if you want to know about, like, which you know, regeneration and they're up to or whatever. And you can listen to the Gallifrey Public Radio. Yep. Which okay. is uh, a podcast on the Gun and Geek Network that teach that talks all about the topics in the Doctor Who universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, from episode discussions to classic story appreciation mm-hmm. to comics, conventions and audio dramas. Oh, I bet that I bet they're fun. The GPR staff spans the decades and regenerations I was I wasn't kidding, with views from the hardcore enthusiast to the fledgling fan and all points in between. So if you love that guy, if you love the man with The man with the scarf, he, with he, the cricket outfit. He's got with he, the funny hair. It's got a police box, and there was one season with a robot dog. That was pretty good. Uh, so Everyone loved K9. Do you dare besmirch the good name of K9? That's, that was my favourite Doctor Who's, was the K9 and the guy with the big scarf, and uh, yeah. Tom, whatever his name was. Tom Baker. Tom Baker, that was great. He camped it up royally, and I enjoyed it. Um, you do like a lot of camp, don't you? I, I'm into camping, and all things camp. So with that, do check it out. You can check out that and all other Gunner Geek-related Stuff at the Gunner Geek website, www.gunnergeek.com. Gunner Geek. Gunner Geek, that might. Yes. We are going to geek your ears with entertaining content. Well, and if you'll excuse us now, um, Rob's on special at the moment because today is the blackest of Fridays. <laughs> it's true. So you need to get your stilettos on, boy, because <laughs> I'm about to peep yo out. <laughs> i